Well, football is all said and done, and the team we all wanted to win came a little bit short. But uh, we're going to get more into it on this week's episode of Bleacher Creatures. Stay tuned. guys what's up been a week and we are back not too much i mean i sound a little terrible in my headphones in my ear but you know what Th- yeah, this we've had some technical difficulties off the jump today which is new but oh which is new yeah no it's this... usually about halfway through when we have to go back and try to figure out where we left off and then start random sentences but no it, it's just this yamaha audio board that well and these motorcycles they do but it, it's basically or er, it's pretty much the mics. These mics are old, horrible. Um, you know, I'm having to put the gain all the way up just to get us at, you know, like negative one on the decibel chart, <laughs> uh, which is not not ideal because when you have a lot of gain, you also are picking up a lot of mouth noises, which, you know, people just love to hear in the middle just of a podcast. Blasting through their speakers. We're, yeah. just, we're giving everybody an ASMR yeah. experience here. You're driving home one day after work, and all of a sudden you just hear me, Josh, or Ian smacking their lips <laughs> or clearing their throat. Unsolicited mouth noises. Oh. All right, Ian. So normally, as our listeners know, the few of them, we start off with a dad joke. And you have prepared one. Yeah, I, and- came, I came ready today. All right. So, I like it. Here goes. Did you know that in Hawaii, due to multiple noise complaints, you have to laugh below a certain decibel, and they're only allowed to use aloha? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I like that one. I like that one. Do you want to hear what mine was going to be? Yeah, absolutely. I want to hear both. I don't think mine's better than Ian's. I'll tell you right now. That one's great. It had me cracking up at work the other day. Yeah, I really like that one. I've heard it now, so I wasn't as surprised. I think... This one might be as cheesy, but not as funny. All right. Let's hear it. Um, so what does the Pink Panther say when he steps on an ant? I, I don't, I don't know. Blake, what? What does he say? Dead ant. 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 That's, that's quality, honestly. <laughs> that one was good. Okay. I'm glad we told both. All right. I'm glad y'all liked it. So uh, let's, let's, let's just get it out. What do you think of the attire? With the pit vipers. Okay, honestly. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. That's all I can say. It's a bold choice, but... is Are they cheetah print? They are cheetah print. All right, so he or has... Actually, it's this leopard. He has, like... Uh, it's basically the same thing. No, I, I no, it's not. It's leopard print. print. Cheetah print is solid black spots. Oh, excuse me. Leopard print has the, the circle in the middle. I all only right, know all this... Right, Vera Wang is here today. I only know this because the other day I was like, I, I got to know. What's the difference between a cheetah, a jaguar, and a leopard? We have three animals. They all look exactly alike, and I'm pretty sure there there has to be some distinction between the three. Yeah. One of them lives in South America. The other two live in Africa. The jaguar. The jaguar's in South America. South huh? America. And I believe the jaguar is the biggest of I the think three. Because so I remember I was cheetah's at the- Cheetah's probably the smallest. The leanest. Yeah. And they have those like black lines on their tear mm-hmm. ducts. They're, when you really look at them close to close. Like those like, little crusty white dogs that yes. every family has. Yeah, we have apparently. one. Except yeah, it's I'm like not surprised. one of the fastest land animals ever. <laughs> and, and not one, one of, of the top predators yeah, of all time. Uh, but 
when you actually look at them like close to each other, you can easily tell the difference between oh, yeah. the cheetah and the other two. Now, the jaguar and the leopard, you pretty much just have to know the region yeah. where it's at because one's in South America, one's in Africa. But the cheetah, you can pretty much always pinpoint the cheetah out of a you know, oh, yeah. group of three. They're skinny. They are very skinny. They're very lean. And this is a sports podcast, and we're talking about big cats. That's fine. Um, What's wrong with talking about big cats? If we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, it'd be fine because we could just segue into Tyreek Hill. Well, we can also segue into the Bengals because we're talking about big cats. Yeah. So, as I'm sure the world knows, um, the refs decided to go with the big market team, and the NFL did too with that uh, defensive holding call in the fourth quarter, which I think everybody left everybody scratching their heads. So, here's my thing with the whole situation. If those plays had – if those flags had been thrown throughout the game, it would have been fine. It was the fact that I think three-quarters of the flags in the game were thrown on that last yeah. drive. That was – I mean, that was one of the cleanest games I've ever seen. Yeah. And it, I don't even know if it was necessarily clean. I think it was just they were letting them play throughout the entire game, like – they weren't calling little ticky tack flags. It was all if it was going to be a flag, it was going to have to be blatant. Even and then for it to come down to the last drive, a game-winning drive, for it to be starting then, just felt three in a row disingenuous. Three in a row. You said yeah. they weren't even calling like ticky tacky stuff, but even some blatant stuff they didn't call. Like whenever uh, T Higgins yeah, face masked yeah, Jalen Ramsey. They just didn't call it. Well, Jalen Ramsey, let's be honest, got burnt all game. He did. Yeah. And that's the best cornerback in the league. Give me a break. He did get burnt a lot. But the thing, too, is like, you know, they certainly didn't help him. No, but I mean, that's one individual call that they didn't make. Jalen Ramsey was still getting cooked all game long. And, you know, for people to say he's the best cornerback in the world, you may want to rethink that statement because he got exposed Who in is? the Super Bowl. Eli Apple. Oh, yeah. P- poor Eli Apple, man. No, not poor Eli Apple. I know Apple. he does it to himself, but I mean. Eli Apple's getting exactly what he deserves. Weasel from Suicide Squad. <laughs> the guy is just getting roasted by every major NFL wide receiver or cornerback. He deserves it. I don't even know. Like, I don't follow him All or right. the, what happened so with I'll give the you Saints. Little, I'll give you a little rundown. So, after the Titans game, I think, he got really drunk with his mom. And just started tweeting about how he hated the Giants, how he hated the Saints, how he hated the Saints fans, the Giants fans, like everyone. He started talking trash about the food in Louisiana. Yeah, he was saying that um, the food in in New Orleans was terrible, and that's why everybody in New Orleans is always so mad. Well, like he just started coming after all all of the people of both states for nothing, and then everyone started shooting back at him. Well, I mean, to be fair, Landon Collins kind of told us this when he was with the Giants. Um, so, yeah, Landon Collins had said Eli Apple is a cancer to the locker room. I'm not surprised. And so Landon Apple, Landon Apple, Landon <laughs> Collins told us about Eli Apple and none of us believed him. And now it's kind of, uh, he's showing his stripes, if you will. In fairness, though, we kind of have a lot of people in the locker room that are kind of like the lawless outlaw, like, personality type but But they like each other and they're also good at football (laughs) (laughs) i mean when you before the game eli apple said he wanted to cover uh cooper cup no or was it odell it was odell Odell. that was probably because the Bengals were like yeah we're not putting you on cup no (laughs) i mean 
So you got to choose the lesser of two evils right there. And Od- Odell, let's be honest, as great as he is, is not Cooper Cup. No. He should have um, went after Van Jefferson. Might have actually had a shot. They put him on him in Van Jefferson. Or, uh, too, yeah. Several times. Skrovenik, whatever that guy's last name is. I couldn't it if I wanted to. Skoronavirus. Um, yeah, he plays for the Rams. I think he's a wide receiver. Conspiracy confirmed. He could be a tight end. He could be a lineman for all I know. I've just seen him with the ball in his hands on occasion. <laughs> and um, that's enough. That's and, more yeah, than enough. That's more than enough. So, Matt Stafford finally gets his win. Um, it's the only Ram I'm happy for. I mean, no, I'm happy for Andrew Whitworth. I'm at, yeah, yeah, I'm happy yeah, for yeah. I'm happy for I, Whitworth. Every um, time I say that, I forget about Andrew Whitworth. I mean, as good as it is for Stafford, do you think that you know? Obviously, you know the refs giving them the game. Do you think that weighs in his mind? Like we didn't, we could have done more. Where did we actually win it? Is this gonna kind of leave a blemish on this, you know, Super Bowl? I don't, I don't really think, think so. Of that. No, I think that he'll definitely say, oh, we should have blown them out worse than like the score was. What was it, 23 to 20? Yeah, he's probably thinking to himself that they should have blown the Bengals out. Yeah. But I, I don't think that he's going to have like an asterisk in his head. Let's sit here and be honest. We all wanted the Bengals to win. The Rams are the better team. Oh, I'm not. I'm not yeah. doubting that. But to say that the Rams were, you know, leagues better than the Bengals is ridiculous. No, they're not leagues better. But they were a more complete, a more balanced and a f- team full of more star power. Well, also, if you watch that last play, if Joe Burrow had a halfway defense, decent offensive line, Jamar Chase cooked Jalen Ramsey down the field. and that Jalen been, Ramsey was laying on his face. That would have been a game-sealing touchdown. And, you know, this week would be going a lot differently. And Matt Stafford's legacy would be looked at a lot differently. I don't, I don't think his legacy would be looked at that much differently. Yeah, I don't think him losing that game would have really cost him no. in like the eyes of the public because he still really turned like he went from the lions and never being able to do anything to the super bowl in like a year that's still well, impressive he also did it with a superstar team it's not like he walked into a subpar team like joe burrow did no, and turned true. him into a contender true he walked into a team that had jalen ramsey who was quote-unquote the best cornerback in the league von miller aaron donald who was arguably the best defensive player of all time, Cooper Cup, Odell Beck. Well, Odell wasn't there when he came, but neither was Von Miller. Neither was Von, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get you. He was playing with a team of all stars, yeah. so it's it's not like this was all Stafford's doing. No, it wasn't. Did he have a great postseason? Yeah, I'm not going to deny he that. Had an incredible postseason. Did he miss a lot of throws in that Super Bowl? He yeah, did. he did. And that's what I'm saying. I, I think if you put Stafford on any other team, that doesn't happen. Any other? I, I mean, wouldn't say any other. Any team. other team? Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Chiefs probably, the Rams. You know, a team that's built up for success. If you put them on like a midway team that's better than the Lions, if you put them on the Cowboys, this doesn't happen. Oh, I completely disagree. I, I, I think that Matt Cowboys Stafford roster is leagues better than Dak Prescott. I think he that, might be, but I don't think Matt Stafford could get the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. I completely. It disagree. wouldn't be. It wouldn't be Matt Stafford's fault they didn't get there. That's all I can say. <laughs> No, it would be the Cowboys' fault because Cowboys going to Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboys yeah. going to Cowboy. You know, I heard a thing that they're they're tired of, like, the home Super Bowls. <laughs> so they're just going to start putting all of them at Jerry World. So they'll hey, never have that problem again. I have been. I went to Joe Burrow's first collegiate game or his first start at uh, Jerry World when LSU played Miami. And we were up in the cheap seats. And let me tell you, when you're up there, you feel like you're going to slide down and hit the field. I mean, you are up there, and it is an angle. And let me also say, it is hard to watch the game 
because you have that giant screen. Does it actually get in the way up there? It does. It's so distracting. Like, you're looking down on the field, and you see what look like ants running around, or you can look at the ju- the biggest TV screen in the world that is right in your face, and it's like, I could have done this at home. Well, I mean, that's how I feel about – I mean, I've never been, obviously, but in SoFi, they have that giant ring TV Oh, so that do, has uh, it on both sides. So yeah, does Atlanta. Atlanta has that, too. I feel like that would be hard to watch. I know. Because like, it, I feel like it would make it harder to watch the game well, if you're there. Well, I feel like it would be hard to watch it on that because of its shape. It's a ring TV. So like and the SoFi one is a lot wider. Like the radius is a lot bigger. But the one in Atlanta is like just in the ring where the roof opens. Yeah. So that one's like impossible. Yeah, to watch I, on. I see it more and more for because I watch more MLS, obviously. But uh-huh. um, yeah. I see it more and more for that, and they don't. I don't necessarily play the game on it. They'll have like both teams' logos up there, and you know, Atlanta United versus Los Angeles Galaxy, something like that. That makes sense. Um, if they use it, like I mean, I haven't watched that many games in SoFi besides the Super Bowl, so I just uh, I don't know how they use it. But like, if they use it for like celebration stuff and like the logos and scores, then yeah, that's perfect. But. Is SoFi a retractable roof or is it no, like w- it, windows open? It's a pavilion. It's okay. essentially a pavilion with a stadium under it. Okay, isn't Miami kind of like that? No. Nah. Miami has, like, an actual kind of, but the pavilion's actually attached to the stadium. Okay, so the, this pavilion is not attached to the stadium. Right. Okay. I, I One thing I don't like about these re- stadiums, not that SoFi is one, but with retractable roofs, they never open them. I mean, yeah. it, for baseball? At, at Houston Astros. <laughs> at Houston Astros. <laughs> at the Toronto Blue Jays. at the, Well, the Mariners probably have a case because it's always storming up in Seattle. Yeah, yeah but it's different. Why have it if you're not going to use it? I mean, you paid that much money to open it for three games out of the season? Like, that, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I want to start seeing more NBA teams playing with open roofs. The problem with that is the court's so small. It's, like, hard to make an open-air arena feel intimate. Well, they, I mean, they did it. I love when they used to, I don't know if they still do it. Like, early college games, they played on the aircraft carrier. Yeah. Which, I remember that. You've never seen that? No. Yeah, they'd play basketball games on an aircraft carrier. That's really cool. It was awesome. It was, it's, you know, and then you had uh, they NHL. They ball to the ocean? I'm, I'm sure they had to have. But also, there's so many people around them. I'm sure they're feeding them the ball back. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, like, when NHL does, like, the winter classic, yeah. when it's outside. My brother went one year whenever they did it at uh, Notre Dame. That that's like such a cool event. That's so cool. Why you know why is it so cool for typically indoor sports to be played outside? Because it's no different. Idea. It's just unique. It, it is unique. Um, but getting back to the Super Bowl, where the Rams the better team? Yes. Do I think that the NFL said we? I feel like honestly the NFL was probably like, okay, we don't expect this to be a close game. We don't need to bring out the flags. And when it started getting down to it, they were like. There's a chance that Matt Stafford can't make this throw. Interject. Yeah. We can't sell as many t-shirts and as many pamphlets and, you know, sweaters and hats if the Bengals win. You're not pamphlets. You know, like the, know. <laughs> those books they release after. Uh-huh. You see the commercials like three months down the line uh, with a commemorative coin and all that stuff. They can't sell as much with the Bengals. Yep. They can make a ton of money with the giant market Los Angeles Rams. And I think the Chiefs have also kind of succumbed to that, too, because as good as the Chiefs are, as big as they are, Kansas City, not a big market. No. They're a small market team. Bengals, Cincinnati, not a big market. Who is Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Who, who, you know, another one, the Saints. 
Saints yeah. had that problem. Yeah. When the NFL gave the game to the Rams. Uh-huh. Unbelievable <laughs> still to this day. And I love how I people. I was sitting there watching the Bengals game, and I was having flashbacks. I love how people, like, going back to that game are like, y'all should just get over it. It happened. It shouldn't have come down to that position. Okay, yeah, but it was still one of the most blatant non-calls in football history. Like, people who say get over it and, like, the, uh, y'all should have done more to not be in that position. We did enough. The we Saints were, did enough at that to point, w- win that game. Yeah. At that if point, we were winning. If the rules of the NFL are followed and the proper flag is thrown for a blatant disregard for the rules – the game is over. Yeah. The and game we're, is And we're sealed. in the Super Bowl and winning and, it. Yeah. Because no so, one is beating that. No one is beating us. Yeah. I, I guarantee you the highest scoring offense in the NFL could have put up more than 13 points in that game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the Rams had no business being in that game. No. I mean, their defense was, I mean, held Tom and well, he was still with the Patriots at that mm-hmm. point, held them to 13 points. But you got to think also – if Brady wasn't with the Pats all that time, and the Pats were still a good team, they're still small market. They're a small market. They because they're not it. Boston, right? They're that area, that New England area. They're mm-hmm. not just Boston. They didn't fall victim. They probably did for a while of the small market situation with the NFL, but because Brady's name became so huge, it was. It didn't matter that it was the market. It mattered that it was Brady. Yeah. So then from there on, it was almost the opposite effect where you would see them get calls. And I'm not saying the whole legacy rides on calls. I'm just saying, like, they got more yeah, preferable preferable positions because of who they were. Because the NFL favors big market. They know Brady is right. a big market name. Yeah, Brady is a big market. I mean, Tampa really isn't even that big of a market. Your I big market so I would are. argue that the NFC South – all four of the teams have this, like, as a division, we have the smallest markets. I can't tell you what city the Carolina Panthers are in. Charlotte. Is it Charlotte? It's Charlotte. I can't, I wouldn't, if you, before you told me Charlotte, I wouldn't have been able to tell you if they were in North or South Carolina. I would have guessed Charlotte, but I would, I, it would have been Why? A because that's the only city you know in South Carolina, other than, I think it's. North. North, is North it, Carolina. North. See, exactly. <laughs> is it Columbus or Columbia? It's Columbus. Ohio, and then Columbia, Ohio. South Carolina, because yeah. that's where the Gamecocks are. Charleston, South Carolina is a pretty like sizable city. It's not a big market. Where's uh Coastal at? They're in South Carolina. They're in. They're essentially in Myrtle Beach. Okay, but their city's but called Conway. Conway, yeah, yeah. Not a giant market in the Carolinas. No, no. Our biggest market is Atlanta, and it's that's not even a huge sports market. No, I mean the Hawks haven't. Well, the Braves. Did win a World Series. Yeah. But Atlanta is not as big of a market as Los Angeles, as big of a market as New York. As no. I would even say as big of a market as Las Vegas, just because Vegas is outreach to Which, other countries. That's something we could be thankful for for the past, what, 20, 25 years? All of the New York teams have sucked. Or, yeah. or Dallas. Except for Buffalo, Giant market in Dallas. Count. That's why, I yeah. mean, Houston, when you have to compare it to Houston, if that was the only team in Texas, would be the Cowboys. Uh-huh. But because big old Dallas is there, you're not going to see Houston really rise up. Exactly. Um, Houston within itself is a pretty big market, though, because it's like— Houston is a melting pot. It's what? Is it the fourth largest city in the country? I think, but, I mean, if you look at, like, not population, square like square mileage, Oklahoma City is one of the biggest cities in America. I think it is. 
So is San Antonio. Well, yeah, but that's because there's nothing outside of Oklahoma City. Yeah, but it it's giant. But once you leave the city, I mean, you're looking at planes. Yeah. Um, so just because you are a gigantic city doesn't necessarily mean you are a big market. Right. Uh, San Francisco, big market. Los Angeles, like we said, Los Angeles, Dallas, giant markets, Miami, big market. Um, Buffalo, not a big market. Becoming one with Josh Allen, but not a big market. Most of the teams in the Midwest are pretty like small market too. Oh yeah. Cause like Cleveland, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Indianapolis. I can tell you this. Green Bay isn't because of their history. With the NFL. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of an outlier. but Green Bay is not a big market. Right. Green Bay is a tiny market, but because they are the Green Bay Packers. And they won and the they first Super Bowl. the first team yeah. to ever play I football, mean, the trophy is named after their coach. Right. Yeah. Um, their name has trans- transcended. Yeah. Yeah. But let's transcended the small market and made them a bigger market. Let's be honest here. And I, I firmly believe this. I think that if the Chiefs were in that game, if the Bills were in that game, they would have ransacked the Rams. I think they would have picked them apart. I think if Burrow had a substantial offensive line, he would have picked them apart. He would. Yeah, I agree. Completely. And those that three teams are small con- market. That was my main concern whenever they made it to the Super Bowl was that the Rams' defensive line was going to be too good for Joe Burrow to be able to overcome the deficiencies on his offensive line. Yeah, Matt Stafford didn't win the Rams that game. No. The Rams' defensive line won them that game. Because, oh yeah, I mean, it's evident on the last play of the game. Jamar Chase is wide open down the field. Because Burrow was sacked, what, eight times? I think seven. Eight or seven. seven. Eight. Yeah, seven or eight. So, it could have gone a lot differently. I think if they had one more offensive lineman that was halfway decent, that game ends differently. Which is what I'm worried about because uh, I've been seeing reports that Teron Armstead might go to Cincinnati next year, and I don't really want that to happen. Well, look, he's really, really good. And I'm I like telling him a lot. you, I'm telling you right now, with that offense, if the Bengals, I love Teron Armstead. Start and the, let's also the Bengals defense played fantastic, they with did. the exception of Eli Apple. Um, if the Bengals get in some good <laughs> offensive linemen, they hit the free agency, they get a good one in the uh, in the draft. We're looking at a very different team. And they've got a lot of money to spend. Because most of their stars are on rookie contracts yeah. still. We're looking at a team that will be successful for the next five years. We'll be in those AFC championship oh, games yeah. against the Bills and the Chiefs regularly. So, Which that's what we were saying the other day. Um, the AFC is absolutely loaded with young talent. And I uh, also, you know, people make that argument that the Bengals should not have drafted Jamar Chase. They should have drafted, uh, what is it, Panay? Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell. If they draft Panay Sewell and Jamar Chase goes somewhere else, this Bengals team is not what they are. No, not even close. Not even close. They needed Jamar because that was the LSU connection with Burrow and Jamar. It sparked that team. They knew they were going to be fantastic together. They were in college. There's no reason to believe they wouldn't be in prof- at the professional level. See, and almost any other year, like any other draft class, I would have agreed, draft Panay Sewell. Oh, yeah. But you have a generational type of connection between Burrow and Chase. And Jamar Chase is looking like he might be a generational talent. He's looking like Cooper Cup's about, he's about to kick Cooper Cup off that throne. Yeah. So, you can't, like if they would have drafted Jalen Waddle instead, I'm no disrespect to Jalen Waddle. I think he's very good. I feel bad that he's in Miami, but... 
if they would have drafted Jalen Waddle, they would be nowhere near the Super Bowl. Exactly, because they don't have that connection. No. Also, um, just a quick segue. Um, why did the Miami Dolphins hire an accountant as their next head coach? Because they're really, really, really stupid. <laughs> Look, I get he's a great offensive mind, and he's funny. He's, he's a likable guy. They hired the guy from San Francisco, right? Yeah. Can you see him telling a grown 280-pound lineman, hey, you got to hit the gap harder? No. No. It's impossible. He Not can't say all. anything. Do you see him giving a, a, a halftime speech? That's going to fire up the guy. And look, I'm not trying to diss the guy or dog on him. Mike McDaniels, isn't that his name? I think so. I think that sounds right, yeah. I'm not trying to do that. But there are people that are cut out to be head coaches. People that demand respect when they enter a room. They had one. Belichick. Yeah, had one. Brian Flores. Brian Kelly. Nick Saban. I'm I'm obviously going to use college coaches because I know more. Um, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Lovey Smith. I'd be terrified. To make Lovey Smith mad. I'd be terrified to make Mike Vrabel mad. Mike he's Vrabel. Like, oh he's God. like my number one. Mike Vrabel looks like he'd break a bottle over his head if I made him mad and like just push me up against a wall. I feel like he'd snap my femur with his pinky. I feel like he'd look at me and I'd start See, hurting. But like there's the two different kinds of like head coach archetype of respect. There's the ones that are Mike Vrabel. Who could literally line up against you and probably beat you nine out of ten times? Yeah, I tell you to do big cat drills with him because he's mad at you. <laughs> exactly, the kind of guy that's gonna go out there and punch Jim Harbaugh in the face because yeah. he's mad. Yeah. Or and then there's like your Sean Paytons, your Belichicks that are just like such a demanding presence. You don't want to upset them. Right. You don't want to make them mad, and you don't want to disappoint them. Exactly. I mean, Saban to so many of those players, and I, I know. You know, I, I don't like him because I'm a fan of a, an opposing team. Right. But Saban's like a father figure. Mm-hmm. He's that dad that you just don't want to upset. You want to make him proud. Same with Belichick. Um, and I, I think Miami's rationale when they, they got Mike McDaniel, I believe is his name. I'm sorry if I'm misquoting or not let, misquoting, let me, but saying it wrong. Um, I, I feel like they're thinking we got a, uh, a Sean McVay. We got. Um, I don't think they have a Sean. The, what's I don't either. Arizona Cardinals coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury. We got the San Francisco coach. We got Kyle that, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. We got that young gun guy who's all offensive minded, high power, all of that West Coast style offense. But throw the they, ball seven hundred times a game. They don't have the tools for that to work. No. Well, they don't have the tools for Mike that McDaniel. to work. Mike McDaniel. But I can see Sean McVay getting his point across, firing up a team. I can see that with Shanahan. I can see that with um, the other – Cliff Kingsbury. I cannot see Mike McDaniel. Like, if they're down – You know what I'm talking about, right, Josh? I think so. If they're down 17 at the half, do you think he's going to walk into that locker room and just give that fiery speech that gets the guys going and fires them up? Let me see. <laughs> but uh, Mike McDaniel, I just can't – I can't, no, I see, can't it. see him. I don't see his tenure in Miami going well I mean, for the team or for him. Did you see his opening press conference? He just feels like like a, a librarian. They're like, obviously, every reporter that's going to ask him a question is going to say, Welcome to Miami. And he's like, I'm feeling pretty welcome. Uh, it's like my fifth welcome to Miami. Uh, I'm just waiting for somebody to sing the chorus. And it's like, You're a head coach of a very historic football team. Yeah, you can't really 
and looks like you're folding under the pressure I of being said hello to see you as like my ap math teacher right like he looks like a a librarian that drank about 17 monsters before the kids came in for the book fair he looks like the teacher that like if you're a i just want to say that we preface this segment by saying not to dog on mike, Dan- <laughs> mike i know i know because i'm sure he's a, a great guy but he just looks like that teacher like if you're on one of the sports teams and you're taking a test and you're like hey i don't and he'll, he'll walk up and be like, okay, well, you know, we got this. You have that right. But it you need might, what, what, what is the answer? It's more than four. <laughs> it's less than seven. Like, you know, whispering in your ear, stuff like that, like trying to get you to pass. The cool teacher, you show up late and he's just like, come on, man. We've been through this before. I don't want to write you up. You can't keep doing this, bro. If you're going to keep showing up late, at least bring me a coffee. Yeah, like that's that's the vibe I'm getting from him. It, it doesn't feel like it's going to be conducive to a strong team or locker room or anything that a head coach is supposed to build. He seems like it he feels like it's going to be very like lack, lackadaisical. Yeah, lackadaisical. Lack, feels like it's going to be a very lackadaisical type of team that when – the going gets tough. They're going to fold immediately. Uh, Bill Belichick would eat this man for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you imagine this guy playing up in Buffalo with Bill's Mafia just breaking tables over their heads? They're, not feeling very welcome. They're either going 17-0 and 0 or 0-17 and 17 with no other option in between. <laughs> nah, they'll win one. It, it's it's going to be they'll interesting be the in Miami. Once. Yeah, I was about to say. I wonder how he feels about Tua. Maybe that's why they got him. Maybe Probably. they think he can transform Tua and excel him to the next level that Tua is, as of now, clearly not on. I don't understand the fixation on sticking with Tua. I don't either. Well, this year I understand it because the draft class is awful for quarterbacks. There's not a good one in there. Kenny Pickett, see, that's the only guy I could see. see but even I, then, I, agree, I don't trust it. I agree that this year isn't the year to do it, but you're the Miami Dolphins. You can go after big free agents. You could go after Jimmy Garoppolo for the year. You oh, could yeah. go after Aaron Rodgers. You could go after – yeah, I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would but go. But you I don't could think Russell, go yeah. after him. But you, you have could, that name. Right. You can go after those – you could go after those guys. Potentially get them. If you don't, sign Jimmy Garoppolo for a year until – and let him just play an Alex Smith type of role to where – he, you let your your young quarterback develop for a year in practice, then send Jimmy Garoppolo somewhere else. That seems like that's the trajectory of the rest of his career. He's going to be shoveled off, and he's going to be Alex Smith. And that's Alex Smith was better. Oh, Alex Smith is way better. Alex but, Smith was way better with the uh, the Forty ers Oh, I hundred percent agree. But I think that's the role he's going. I think he's going to have a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of role where he just kind of goes and then he stays for a year or two, kind of does well, gets some pretty, pretty good records. Sometimes makes it to the playoffs. Let, when let, he doesn't, it's not that big of a deal because it's Jimmy Garoppolo. When he does, it's a huge deal because it's Jimmy Garoppolo. But you have plenty of options. I don't understand why sticking with Tua is the thing that gets you to fire your head coach, which had the best winning percentage. Out of your last seven head coaches. I completely agree. But uh, you, you mentioned a name, and I wanted to ask you. Ryan Tannehill, how would you rate him as a quarterback, Ryan Tannehill? Like 1-32, oh. to 32, like from the starting QBX in the league? I mean, like, would you say above average? Would you say, you I'd, know, good to elite? Would you say just pretty good? Would you, you know, put him I would up? say somewhere between good and elite. I'd say somewhere between above average and good. 
I, I, I got to go with Ian here. I'm saying somewhere it between depends. above average and good. It depends to me because we saw him come in to Tennessee and have two incredible years, like statistically and record-wise. He had two incredible years. Now, yeah, a lot of that depended on the value of the run game and the play action because of Derrick Henry. Yeah. But then we saw this year whenever Derrick Henry went down and we thought they were done, and then Ryan Tannehill stepped up and still got them the one seed. I mean, he did step up when needed. But the reason I brought his name to attention is because I saw somebody say after the Super Bowl that Joe Burrow is a Ryan Tannehill that just wears fancier clothes and smokes cigars. No. If you think that, you have never watched a down of football in your life. No. And you do not deserve to be commentating or commenting on these subjects. Joe Burrow is in the class, in my opinion, of Josh Allen. Not to like Mahomes. Not even just to say, oh, they've had similar success. But obviously Joe Burrow is a much better talent than Ryan Tannehill is, especially right now. But Joe Burrow has like the the swagger to inspire people to like play yeah. for him and play with him. He's better than Week Eight Mike White. I couldn't tell you <laughs> anything about Tannehill's like personality or how he conducts himself. You know what I can tell you about Tannehill? He played at Texas A and M, the Dolphins, and now the Titans. That's it. Yeah. You know what I can tell you about Joe Burrow? He was in a Dude Perfect video one time. Joe Burrow can fire that, up a team. Didn't know that. Sporting goods. Do you tell you tell me right now if you put Ryan Tannehill on the Bengals, they make the Super Bowl? No. 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 And here's the thing with Joe. Joe has so many intangibles that don't translate to just watching a game. Like, if you look at Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert is a prototypical perfect quarterback. Huge arm. Doesn't feel like he needs to show it off until he needs to. He's very smart. Doesn't take risks. Doesn't take a lot of risks. And he's bigger than almost everyone on the field, so he can run over half of your linebackers. Like, Justin Herbert has the tangibles to be the perfect quarterback, but I don't know if he has the leadership abilities. Don't know if he has the, the ins- like, being able to inspire your team. That it factor. That wants to fight for you. I don't think he has the... I think he does to an extent, but he doesn't have the clutch level of Joe Burrow. And, and we've my, seen it from Burrow. That's what my comment was going to be about Tannehill. Is like he's just not the X factor that right. you need in like a big moment. And Burrow is. And Burrow, that's Burrow what, can be if Burrow he's equipped be. to be. And that, that was what I was saying about Stafford. I don't think Stafford has that X factor. I don't see you putting Stafford on other teams and it going the way that you know this season went for him. I think there are some situations where he could have. And I know this is going to sound like a weak excuse. I think a lot of his X Factor got beaten out of him in In Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, I would agree with that Because you've seen him in games. I mean, he dislocated his shoulder on his throwing arm and went out there and threw a laser for a game when he I'm not going to argue that Stafford was with a horrible franchise. But my counterpoint to when people tell me, oh, you know, he's so great. He played with a bad franchise. He deserves better. He also signed the contract extension to stay there. So don't come out and tell me that, you know, he deserves this. He does, you know, he needs this. It's all for him. He chose to stay in Detroit. He had the opportunity to leave. So I don't subscribe to that line of thinking that he deserved it because he played for a bad organization. He chose to be there. I get it. He didn't choose to be drafted there, but he still chose to stay. 
He could have got out, and he I mean, did yeah. it. You're so not wrong. I don't, I don't like when people tell me that. Oh, uh, you know, he was stuck there. He was in prison up in Detroit. Okay, well, when they offered him the contract, he could have said no. The $130 million prison of Detroit. Exactly. The dude was making bank. So don't, don't try to make me feel bad for him because he played for a bad organization when he could have left. Okay? That's all, that's all I have to say about that. I don't know. I'll never dog on him for doing that because I'm a big like fan of player loyalty to like the team that gave him a chance. I, I am until you know it gets to the extent of Damian Lillard, who is still with yeah, the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard, he's making a mistake. I mean, I don't have to say anything about that. Dame, we get it, bro. You loyalty over everything, and I respect that. But dude, get out of Portland. They Go. traded away your only help. Yeah. To us. Go win a Pelicans. ring somewhere, man. You were too good to be wasting your talent in Portland. All right. See, and I think that's how everyone has felt about Matt Safford. He was too good to be wasting his talent in Detroit. And it was – I, for a long time, wanted him to come to the Saints. I would have loved to have Matt Safford on the Saints. For Me and my dad have talked about that for probably the last five or six years. And seeing him go and win a Super Bowl with – with the Rams, it kind of stung a little bit because I would have loved for that to be the Saints, but, you know. I can just tell you, this preferential treatment towards the Rams is not going to end anytime soon. They are in no, Los Angeles. I hate it. And the NFL is going to ride that coattail for as long as they can. So don't expect that next season it'll be any different. Oh, I know. Or the season after that, or after that. The thing with, I feel like, it's just hilarious how they've chosen the Rams over the Chargers. Because so many more people despise the Rams. Yeah. Nobody hates the Chargers. No. I think they're still unsure on Herbert. Maybe when we find, like, when Herbert kind of, you know, really sets it in stone that I am the guy, they might switch. But as of now, I don't think it will. I think they're going to keep riding. With the Rams and the it'll, Stafford, because that it's like the Clippers and the Lakers. It'll just be until Stafford retires. Like, the Rams are the Lakers, and the Chargers are the Clippers. That's all it is. There's two Los Angeles teams. One's got to be the big dog. The other one can be great. I mean, the Clippers. Why have, do we have to have two Los Angeles teams? LA has nine sports franchises. I, I don't understand it. They have two football teams, two basketball teams, two soccer teams. Is it just one hockey team with the Kings? Two baseball and teams. And two baseball teams. And they have USC and UCLA. Why? And why? No, Cal is somewhere else. Cal is Berkeley. Yeah. That's up. I think that's NorCal. That's, I thought Berkeley was pretty close. To, it might uh, be, but LA. I I think it's Northern California. It's not close enough to be to be counted. Yeah, exactly. So I mean I mean you look at New York. Two basketball teams, I, two I, baseball teams, two hockey teams. Same thing teams, there. Uh, same thing there, yeah. Why two do so- they need all of that? Gigantic market. But you would think that you would want the whole fan base to go for one team? Now, I think they, they feel like there's so many people in those big cities that want to be different and they don't want to you know go with the status quo. That's why they put a team like the Mets. They put a team like the, you know, the Angels. Somebody that is the little brother that always wants to be better. That's why I feel like that's why cities do that because they know they're going to get a large chunk of that fan base that doesn't want to just follow in line. It's just it sucks. happens in Europe too. It's annoying. Yeah, because what London has like 
six football clubs. Yeah, London has like six teams. Manchester has two. Madrid has two. Um, Who's the other one in Madrid? Atletico. Oh yeah, how did I not remember that? Uh, but uh, we okay. So we've kind of said our piece about NFL and the Super Bowl. It's over. Unfortunately, we will not have another football game until I'm sure what August. When, That's not uh, true. We got the USFL coming Oh, up. that's right. That is very true. I will be watching baseball. XFL um, is 2023, right? Yeah, I think XFL is next year. Yeah, they had that guy from Fortnite, I think, bought it. What was that guy's name? Dwayne? <laughs> Dwight? I thought you were talking about Travis Scott. Is it Dwight I was like, Jackson? What? <laughs> I think it's Dwight Jackson. Um, no, The Rock is on everything for the rest of time until he inevitably becomes president of the I United States. I'm kind or- of surprised they let him do the, uh, like, the kickoff with, when he owns a rival league. I thought he was going to break out like it's about drive, it's about power. I didn't oh, think he was going to. Beautiful. I was hoping that he would just sing your welcome and just like <laughs> cancel the other halftime show and do that. I mean, honestly, as great as the halftime show was, I could have just had the rock out there just over and over. It's about drive, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour. And I'd have been a, a static <laughs> over the moon. I mean, I'd have been tweaking that, in that, my living room. That guy from Fortnite has some bars, okay? And then maybe. Like you said, you're welcome from Moana. Just just to close it out. Yeah, just to close it out. And then and he's then like, quick, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Well, he did the people's eyebrow. Yeah, he did. And he was also gripping that microphone like it was so about to hard. shatter it. <laughs> he was trying to break it into a billion pieces. No, he wasn't trying to because if he, if he wanted to, he would have. I mean, okay. that dude That's is the Excuse rock. me, Josh. <laughs> I love the animosity that sometimes <laughs> builds between you two. Also, who's it's constant? Whose keys are that? Mine. Josh's. Okay, Ian. Josh and I both have a bottle opener on our keychains. Please tell me you have one. I don't. I need to get one. <sighs> hey, mine's and for the festival. Thing is, you just can't find good help these days. The thing is, festival I complain works. about not having a bottle opener constantly. I just use my teeth. I take the one from work. I, I last <laughs> night Jackson came over. I know everybody on here is like, oh, Jackson. I forgot about him. Wow, they hung out without us. I thought they invited y'all. Wow, what a rookie. Let's his phone go off. They, you guys hung out without us? I thought they invited you. No. No, they didn't. Well, because Grace said they were talking to y'all at Twins. They are talking to me. He wasn't there. Oh, I thought y'all were coming. And they didn't invite me, so. Well, it's okay, because, you know, Jackson, whenever he tells you, oh, I'm going to come, he has to go home and shower for an hour and a half before he can come. I love that he's complaining about that, because we <laughs> both also do that. Like, I, I can't stand we inviting Jackson places. covered in grease. Yeah, we have to. I'm like, dude, you're coming hang out with me. I don't need you smelling like body wash. Like, just come. No, I don't care. It's, it's not, not about fact. you. We're not it's doing not it for you, you Blake. <laughs> it's the it for fact myself. that I can, like, scratch my arm when I leave work and feel, just leave divots of grease in my arm. Like, I don't care, dude. Just come. I'm trying to hang out with you. I do. I'm going to be uncomfortable if I don't shower. That's how it works. I mean, I've never worked in a kitchen, so maybe that's why. His hair acts like don't. a sponge for the grease in the air. It's disgusting. And it's just, like matted to his head when he leaves okay it's not that bad but it's (laughs) it gets fairly bad okay well anyway jackson usually knocks out like an hour of our time of you know hanging out because he has to go home and shower and i hate it like dude just come we're guys i don't care um but anyway we've you know kind of set our piece about the nfl season and you know football's end up until you know the usfl but uh i do want to talk about or just say the Champions League matchups because it is taking place. Um, so yesterday, PSG beat Real Madrid one nothing. Uh, Real Madrid is, I mean, they're still the best team in Spain. I'm but furious about it. 
until they get Mbappe, it it's just they're not gonna win the Champions League again. They may win La Liga, they're not gonna win the Champions League. I'm upset that I'm more upset that we lost Ramos to PSG. I don't need has Ramos even played? I don't think so. He's been hurt. But still. I, I heard they were thinking of terminating his contract. If they do, he better come back. That's no, he better I'm go saying. to Manchester to play with Ronaldo. Uh get Harry Maguire blockhead out of there. No. I'm sorry, that was so mean. Um <laughs> Manchester City beats sporting uh team from portugal five nothing shocker manchester city always gets the most favorable draws because they pay a lot of money to uefa um bayern versus red bull salzburg inter versus liverpool chelsea versus lille villarreal versus juventus atletico madrid versus manchester united and benfica versus ajax those are your champions league matchups and the juventus uh, is gonna win it all the, no they juve won't. is not gonna do a damn thing juve has no shot in, in honesty it'll english teams rule it chelsea will probably somehow squeak their way into the semis liverpool will dominate manchester city will get another favorable draw and win juve, and juve's in the gutter. when i played fifa in about 2016 that was like the only year I've ever played it. I Juventus was my favorite team. It'll, so they're gonna win. It'll Juve be another all English final. I'm telling you right now. None of these teams have a shot. PSG. I was gonna say you don't think PSG would Messi is just not the same in a PSG uniform. Yeah, but the threat's still there. It is, but I don't I genuinely believe Messi's heart is not in football anymore. He doesn't care. Cause after all that stuff went on in Barcelona. Yeah, true. He's gotta be pretty like demotivated and he finally it's like okay it's all done i'm gonna stay i want to be here this is my team and, and then they they're couldn't. like they were like we literally uh, cannot let you stay yeah Lionel, about that we uh, have no money we just checked the bank we owe like seven billion dollars we're actually really really poor yeah and w- what really sucks and look i i'm not a big aguero fan because he played for manchester city and that's my team's rival uh, but what really sucked for Aguero is Aguero finally lead Man- left Manchester City to go to Barcelona to play with Messi at the club level because they're both from Argentina. I believe Messi's son is Aguero's godson or vice versa. Um, so Aguero finally gets to go play with him at the club level. And like a week later, Messi gets told, we don't have enough money. You have to leave. So Aguero, just I don't even think he's played a game for Barcelona. I, I wouldn't know. I haven't really even played been able to follow it this year it's uh barcelona is what seems like the most toxic environment i have ever seen um so you know we'll we'll, uh i'll follow that some more uh but let's see manchester united what you need to do is get rid of those two guys you have in midfield fred and mctominay because they are awful they hurt the team and so does Harry Maguire. Uh, Manchester United gets rid of those guys. They could probably win the Champions League. Or the Premier League, which they haven't done. I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure you do. Ronaldo is supposed to carry them, Blake. Fred and Tom are just No, no, bad. no. you got to think about it. Ronaldo is one of the greatest, if not the greatest scorer of all time. But he has nobody that can get him the ball. The, t- the midfielders, other than Pogba, yeah. are the distributors. They're your point guards. Yeah. These two guys can't... Make a pass that's 10 yards. He just needs to coach them to be better. It's his fault. No, no, no. They need to. The greatest scorer of all time should be able to tell them how to pass on the ball. They don't have the physical ability to do it. No, but, yeah, they do. They they just got to unlock it. No, they don't. 
They need Fred? To some, it's about drive. It's about power. They need to put some skill points in that. Fred and McTominay should never be allowed to wear a Manchester United jersey. According to who? According to everyone. Go watch a fan reaction after a game. It's literally three names all the time. Harry Maguire, Fred, Scott McTominay. Every single game. And I'm tired of it. Get them out. I'll stop gaslighting you. I'm sorry. Thank you. It, they're horrible, dude. How these three guys are allowed to play for Manchester United, unreal. And I'm, t- I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. All right. So, Josh, uh, you know what starts this weekend? College baseball. College baseball, buddy. Before we talk about that, though, our softball team is ridiculous. Dude. Oh, so I have, they blew out. Trust me. They're, what are they, 6-0 and right now? Yeah. And their point differential is like 40-something so, to nothing. Well, that was one of the <laughs> trivia questions. Oh, it my was, fault. It's okay. But it, it was, uh, I mean, we can do it at the end or we can do it now. Just go ahead and do go it Go ahead now. and do it now, I guess. Okay, so how, through six games, the Raging Cajuns have outscored their opponents by what margin? I don't know, but I know they beat UAB 23 to nothing. Okay, this is through six games. I, I, know. Knew, I knew that after Saturday it was 38 nothing. And then I don't think they let up a run on Sunday. And I want to say they scored like 12 runs on top of that. So I'm going to say 50. I'm going to say 54. 56 to 2. Jesus Nichols Christ. scored the first two runs of the season okay, so against yeah, he's right. UL last night. Because the, the margin's 54. Yeah. 56 to 2. They have outscored their opponents. They are playing Alabama this Thursday at Lamson. I will Do be you, working that game. We will be working at Twins for that game. Take yep. off. I would love to go. Yeah. I texted Josh after they beat, uh, what was it? Was it UAB or UNT? 23 nothing. It was UAB. I was like, hey, what man. What was weird is the first game they beat them 2 to nothing. I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm down to go to softball games. They're pretty good. They're so good. <laughs> uh, they, they have a pitcher from Australia, Kanja Lamb. Unreal. And that's, that's one of the crazy things about softball with pitchers is they can literally pitch an entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they're not the putting as much stress on their as- shoulder. Like, unnatural yeah. as the baseball. No, it's motion. a natural throwing motion underhand. Baseball, it is so unnatural mm-hmm. to go overhand. That's why so many people get Tommy John surgery. Exactly. Uh, but last night, they pitched a new pitcher. Uh, she's a freshman. I want to—I forget her name. I want to say it's Sam or Sammy. Something like that. She wears glasses. She was on fire. I mean, she played lights out last night. And then they brought in another girl uh, after her, I believe, another freshman. Also, great pitching. Um, and, you know, in softball, it's not— you don't need a lot of depth at it, but they are incredible. Now, are they better than last year's team? That remains to be unseen. But Coach Jerry Glasgow really knows how to put a softball team together, and he knows how to recruit. And for as long as he's there, I think this Cajuns team will be dominant. I mean, to get Alabama to come play at your home, that's exactly. huge. Yeah. That's in, not in any sport. In honestly. any sport. But Alabama's two sports really and truly, yes, they are good at basketball. But it's softball and football. Alabama's great in softball. And to get them to come to your stadium, and they're getting LSU, which they get pretty regularly, mainly because of the um, Yvette Girard connection because she coached at both schools. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, we're planning to go to the game uh, for baseball on Sunday. In Bat- UC Irving. Oh, uh, UC Irvine. Yeah. Uh, I actually have some fun, uh, interesting little fact about that game. Um, but I, I know this weekend, uh, going back to baseball, uh, 
LSU opens this weekend up against Maine, and the UL Ragin' Cajuns open up their season this week against UC Irvine. I believe UC Irvine is ranked. They're number 14. I was about to say 13 or 14. Um, one of the, the crazy things about that is Ben Fitzgerald, he played first base, and util- he was a utility guy last year, but he was a really good uh, left-handed bat. He transferred to UC Irvine. Really? So his first game will be against his original team out at uh, – ML Teague. The Teague. Our stadium is so beautiful. It is. I love the it pine is. trees in the back. Um, it's one. Of, it's probably one of the nicest college baseball stadiums like you, in the country. You can knock it because they don't have stands in the outfield. But if you put the stands, you eliminate the pine trees. That and it's literally a neighborhood. It is a neighborhood. Behind the stadium. I love it. Um, when I got to commentate the soccer game for UL, I forget which one it was, but they'd kicked the ball and it had gone to the pine trees. And I was like, you know, those, those historic pine trees that you'll get to see this spring come baseball season. And I was like, that's such a cool thing to say. Like, <laughs> I love that we have that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this baseball season. I know... You know, they lost a lot of talent, so it's going to be, you know, pretty interesting to see. I mean, they lost Spencer Aaron Getty, who was their best pitcher. They lost Brennan Bro, who is now commentating games. Um, they lost Drake Osborne behind the dish, and they lost their backup, uh, backup catcher, Nick Haggerton, and they lost Brett Borgano. So there's a lot of players missing. So I, I haven't looked too deep into their recruiting class, who they got in and transfers. Um, I want to say it was some pretty solid guys because I remember keeping up with it. It, I'm I'm interested to see how Deggs is going to do this season. Uh, I believe this is his second, really full season. I think so because the COVID season doesn't really count. Yeah. And last season they were right there. They could have won the Sun Belt, and I believe if they would have won the Sun Belt, they would have advanced to a regional. Um. So they're going to be very interesting to watch this year. I'm hoping they're going to be good. I'm you know, but I going back to softball. Softball is fantastic. Always will be fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, they got a girl, dude, Sophie Piscus plays behind the dish all the other girls go up and they like their walk-up songs are like cardi b you know name another pop artist yeah this girl walks up to wrong Megan side of heaven by five finger death punch <laughs> and i am just like oh my let's God. go to war dude <laughs> they walk somebody and she's in the dugout just <laughs> ready to go dude she would beat up the Miami Dolphins head coach. Oh, for sure. I This chick is awesome. I mean, she brings an energy to that team that is incredible, and I love watching her play. Um, but getting to LSU baseball, I think the biggest question mark this year is going to be the rotation. Um, as we know, LSU's pitching has kind of suffered in the past year, in you know, recent history. Uh you got Trent Vetmeyer, Will Helmers, uh, Jacob Hatsey. Fontenot came back, huh? Yeah, Fontenot came back as the closer. Uh, it's look, it's going to be interesting. You also got Mikhail Hilliard coming back. Um, I've said this for years now, but every time I see Fontenot with his hat on, he looks like Tom Holland. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Watch it next next time you see him pitch, like not with his hat off, because with the hat off, it doesn't look like him. But the bottom of his face, like the Batman portion of his face, <laughs> looks like Tom Holland. Okay. Well, you know, the, the, what? the Tigers. The portion of Batman's face that you can see is right here. Under the okay. cowl? Okay. Yeah. Well, you he know, looks like Tom uh, Holland. Okay. The Tigers also lost uh, Jaden Hill and Landon Morceau and A.J. Labus. So that's, I mean, 
out of 63 starts last year, those guys took up 39 of them. So that's half your rotation. And, and that's all who they lost. Yeah, and Jaden Hill was always hurt. Landon Marceau was great at times, but wasn't always, you know, shut down your go-to guy. Mm-hmm. A.J. Labus kind of came in, and, you know, he was there when you needed him to be, but still wasn't your Friday night guy. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to watch this year and see how the rotation is going to be under Jay Johnson. Um, I believe it's the Golden Spikes, you also, for preseason Golden Spikes winners. You have Trey Morgan, uh, Jacob Barry, and um, oh, what is his name? Dylan Cruz. So I believe Stud. LSU has the top three. Dylan Cruz, bro, Cruz missile. Stud. What a Hollywood I, name. I am so excited for this baseball season. Me too. People are talking about Ole Miss, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. I am telling you, I, I don't want to set the expectations too high for Jay Johnson in his first year, but this is looking like an incredible squad. And I'm very excited to watch them it this season. It was a very, very, very good squad last year. Yeah, they were. They If LSU had pitching last year, they would have been so much better they off. Should oh, have, they should have they beaten Tennessee. They would have won that Super Regional against Tennessee. And also, Tennessee, you're still not forgiven for booing <laughs> Coach Maneri in his last game. Horrible fan base, and you proved it even more against Ole Miss. Didn't we hire their coach or no? We were going to. And then what happened? He was heavily linked, and then I think he just copped out. And they went and got Jay Johnson from Arizona. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing Tennessee this year. I hope LSU that was, drops All them. of that was, like, my first few episodes on this show. Yeah. That was, honestly, that was one of the first things that, like, Josh and I watched in the kitchen at Twins was that Super Regional game, the last one. Look, Tennessee, they're cocky. They have had no success. I can't wait to beat them. I can't wait to watch them get beat by other teams. I've never had ill will towards Tennessee in my life. Until now. They're a team in the East that we don't really play, and when we do, we generally beat them. They have made enemies. (laughs) Great enemies. (laughs) Down here in the bayou. I'm excited for all of Louisiana baseball this year. Me too. Not a friend of the show. I'm excited for LSU softball as well. LA Tech. Is good at baseball. Okay, hold on. Hold no, on. No, 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 no. I'm no, not no. saying I like them. No, no, no. I'm, I have no problem with you liking. Oh, I, I hate La Tech. La Tech is I the worst. I can understand hating ULM, not La Tech. It's La Tech, not LA Tech. La Tech. La Tech. Is, La Tech is the school that like thinks Cusa is the next SEC still <laughs> today. I think what are the conference you say is like six teams now. Something like that. They put out the schedules and included USM, yeah. Marshall, and Old Dominion. That's actually like a very big, like some legal action and is going to be Marshall, taken. And then Marshall was like, we stand by our statement from Friday and just ignored it. Yeah, like, so right now the Conference USA, Conference USA, for those of you who don't know, has released schedules for the teams that were leaving to join the Sun Belt. The teams that are joining the Sun Belt were like, no, uh, we're going to play in the Sun Belt. It was Southern Miss. Marshall and Old Dominion. Old Dominion is in Conference we, USA. Yeah, and I then we they also were we're also pulling James Madison from F- FBS. Yeah, which is really cool. I like them a lot. What the only team that UL is getting though is Southern Miss, really, in our division. Which yeah. that's a big team. Well, it is Troy, a big team. And Troy. Yeah, but Troy's always been in the Sun Belt. Yeah, but Sun Belt East. The East is basically all new teams. The East is a gauntlet. Yeah. App State, Coastal, Marshall, Old Dominion, James Madison, and then Georgia Southern and Georgia State. Yeah, is the is the west or the east? Yeah, the, the east is, is rough, crazy. And Georgia Southern has USC's former coach and yeah. his staff that he's bringing in now. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be nuts. Sun Belt is becoming 
the best go five conference. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And especially with pulling James Madison. Um, yep. I just wish more teams were coming to the West because I want to see UL play some new teams. The only thing that, well, I just want to see them, I just want to see Texas State be better at football. Why? Because then it would be competitive. It'd be like way more competitive. Oh, I got you. I got you. Because yeah. the West with Arkansas State, who has the best recruiting class in the conference this year, Troy is always good. Or they're always good. They're okay. USM is going Troy's to be the, good again. Troy's a giant killer. They beat LSU. They beat yeah. Nebraska. They know how to beat big teams. And they always have a good defense. Yes. Always. And then us, who's becoming like the staple of the Sunbelt West. Well, that remains to be seen now without Billy Napier. Yeah. If we continue to be as good, we'll still be fine. ULM, awful. Don't want them to be good. They suck. But I Texas thought we were going to get Liberty. I thought they would be a the team college. that would love to join the Liberty Sunbelt. Liberty has some out of athletics issues that we were not willing to swallow. Yeah, but. You know who was? Kusa, because they have no other choice. <laughs> yeah. But Liberty, I mean, they play so many Sunbelt teams, or they have played so many Sunbelt teams. ULM beat them this past year. That was shocking, by the way. They should not have beaten them. No. ULM should not have beaten anyone this past year. Ever. Um, ever. Literally ever. But look. They're not good at sports. <laughs> going back to baseball, the season is getting ready to kick off. Um, I am so pumped for it, especially because of the lockout in the MLB right now, which we can touch on in another episode. Um, I, I need to learn some more about it and really and truly what is all going on and what the problems are there. But it looks like college baseball is going to be drawing a lot of eyes. And if you are in Baton Rouge, if you're in Lafayette, go to the games, man. We can go to games again. I mean, not that we couldn't last year, but I know UL, there was some stuff where it was only season ticket holders for a while that could go. And then they opened it up for like the last week of the season. Yeah. Like, I I work these games, okay? I It makes my job so much more fun when there is crowds of people. Hey, you going to put me and Ian on the screen? If you're there. Not just me and you. It's going to be me, you, hopefully Jackson, Demi, Lauren, and Colton. I can tell you what sucks when it's – the bottom of the seventh inning, UL gets a big hit, and they take the lead. And I go to the crowd. And, and I, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's doing anything, and I'm seeing the same three people that I showed you in the fourth inning. <laughs> and yeah. I showed you in the second inning. Like, I want to see a bunch of people. It makes my job easier. I can go to different spots in the crowd and show that, you know, show the audience. And it just makes it more fun. Oh, yeah, 100%. It, like, softball was they had a, a good show, a good turnout, but for this Alabama game come Thursday that I will be working, I want to see that stadium packed. Are they playing a series against Alabama or just one? I think it's a home and home. Okay. I think they play them later in the season because I know they play they play them Thursday, and then Friday they play a, a doubleheader against two smaller teams. Gotcha. But this is the Cajuns' first test of the season. Tulsa, UAB, look. Big, bigger teams, I'd not expected, Alabama. I'd have expected Tulsa to not be bad. Oh, my God. I'd have expected Tulsa to not be bad at softball. Me too, honestly. But then they were. Um, but this this is the big one. If UL can beat Alabama, they will springboard into the top ten. I have uh-huh. no no doubt in my mind. Because we're 23 right now, right? This where we I started. Think so. Yeah, I think so. And where's Alabama? Are they number one? Uh, I'm sure if they're not number one, they are close. All right, preseason prediction, do you think – the Raging Cajuns have a chance of making a Super Regional and baseball. I haven't seen enough. Um, they, the, mainly the guys that I would ride on and say, yeah, because they have these guys, are not there. Okay. Um, now, they still have Bobby Lede, who is a great player. Um, and they still have Carson Rockefort. 
Do I think they could make a regional? I think so. I think they have the talent to win the Sun Belt. But unfortunately in baseball, they have to win the Sun Belt to make a regional. Right. They're going to really need to win these out-of-conference games. Like, if they can take two of three from UC Irvine, giant step in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Um, and UL is – I mean, they've been doing that, about getting big teams to come play over there. I mean, they last season they had LSU and TCU. Because we had that run where um, from some point until 2014 or around that where we were, like, number one and we were going Super Regionals. Like, yeah, we had Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, they had opened up against Texas. I think it was two years ago at home against Texas. One year we like hosted the Super Regional, and then I think that was Mississippi State. We lost to Ole Miss in it. It was in, Ole Miss in the one that you're thinking of. I think. Okay, I knew it was a Mississippi team. Yeah, um, it was Ole Miss. That was also under Coach Robichaux. I I I don't know enough about Coach Deggs. Well, I've heard isn't Deggs Coach Robichaux's protege? Yes. Well, Coach uh, Deggs was also at Sam Houston. Which he had, you know, some very successful teams over there at Sam Houston. Um, I've heard a lot of things about Coach Deggs. I've heard he's a good coach. So it remains to be—I say it remains to be seen. We're going to see this season. I, the second full season, I think, is really when you get your guys in yeah, and you show sure. your recruiting abilities. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I hope he succeeds. I hope we get another Coach Robichaux. So we're kind of venturing into unknown territory right now. What you mean? With the whole team oh yeah there's no with every set in stone every no team too. I, I like lsu i expect to be good yeah i mean lsu we but we but that's because they have at them getting positions. jay johnson who's a, a fantastic coach right. and jacob barry transferring from arizona to baton rouge what i i just i don't know what to expect from this cajuns baseball team and i hope they're going to be good and i think watching them this weekend against uc irvine is going to be it's going to show it a lot. Um, I'm really, really excited for that game. Me too. Me too. I, I don't know enough about the Cajuns' pitching staff. ID. Yeah, you actually do now. <laughs> I'm, what do time? You, do you need me to like Venmo you some money to help you no, get it? No, I have money to get it. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I just I I think what's going to be key this year for the Cajuns is the pitching rotation and seeing how that plays out. Um, that being said. As I mentioned earlier, the LSU Tigers start their weekend this or start their baseball season this weekend against Maine, and the UL Raging Cajuns start their weekend against ranked number fourteen, I believe it is UC Irvine at home. If you are in the area, please go to the games. I'm not working any of the UC Irvine games this weekend. I'm honestly right now kind of debating: do I go to Laugh? Do I stay in Lafayette and go to a game? Because if yes. I'm here, I'm going. Yeah, you come with us on Sunday for sure. Or do I go to? I might try to go to Baton Rouge Friday. Watch the main game and then come back Sunday and watch the UL game. You you come Sunday with us. I'm down for that. I uh, but I mean I, I definitely want to go see both. All right, so I'm gonna get to the minor league. Um, minor league and trivia time. Minor league and trivia time. Don't even bother calling Jackson. His record is too bad. <laughs> also, well, though, like, like twelve and twelve. What? I was gonna say with like all of UL sports this year, it's gonna be pretty interesting. Because baseball, don't know. Football, have no idea. And then, you know, we don't cover basketball much. But No, the the basketball team, I'm sorry. The, the women's team is very good. Yeah. The basketball team just, we have they, a they, lot. they just seem disorganized. We have good players and no coach. You know, don't get me wrong. Theo Akuba, uh, Kobe Julian, I, I forget his name. Oh, he's one of our star players all the time. Why I'm drawing, an, I'm not forgetting his name. I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, great individual players. I, I don't know what's going on. I know they don't have Cedric Russell, which has hurt them a lot, um, and Malik. So, 
They're in, and they're in games. They're in games to the very end. I'm not going to knock the Cajuns basketball team for that. They are in games until the very last whistle. They just can't. It's just everything is not going their way when it comes down to that last shot. I just have, like, nothing draws me to basketball. Like I'm like that, too. I, I can't find myself ever in a position where I'm like, Because you didn't yes, grow up playing it. I want to watch basketball. Because you didn't grow up playing it. You grew up playing football and baseball. Yeah. Same as I did. I, mean, I grew up playing when soccer. When I was a kid, I played basketball. But you didn't play it in high school. No. I grew up playing soccer in high school. I grew up playing baseball. I grew up playing football in middle school. I didn't play in high school, but I still played it enough to love it. And, and then there's yeah. me, who didn't play any sports in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so, uh, that's why I love soccer, man. It was the one thing that I felt like I'm, I could be good at. You know, Not that I was good, because I wasn't. But it was the only thing I felt like, okay, I, I have a chance here. That's why I love soccer. Um, all right. So you already took one of my trivia questions. <laughs> Sorry, man. So what years I got it right, by the way. What years did the LSU Tigers go back to back at the College World Series? Not go to them, win back to back, I should say. Ninety four, ninety five? I want to say ninety seven, ninety eight. Back to back like I'm Jordan, ninety six, ninety seven. We split them. Yeah. <laughs> That's y'all literally split it. We split them. But, yeah, the, uh, the LSU Tigers under Skip Bertman went back-to-back 96-97. And under Jay Johnson, I'm thinking that's going to happen again. All right, I, Ian. I cannot explain to you how bad I hope it does. I'm so excited still for baseball season. One, sorry. All right, do you want me to do the minor league while you're still looking? Yeah. Okay. So, I went back to you're going to have to pick the fake one. Okay. So, I'm sorry, you're going to have to pick the real one. Okay. My fault. Okay. Got it. Uh, so, your three teams, the Monroe Hillcats – the Dallas Banditos and the Dayton Dragons. Sorry, I need you to repeat them. Yeah, I messed that up. I have my answer. The Dayton Dragons, the Monroe Hillcats, or the Dallas Banditos. And we're picking the real one. Picking the real one. Give us a countdown. Three, two, one. Monroe Hillcats. Hillcats. That's the real one? I think. No, it's the fake one. What's the what's the one? No, 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 you're guessing the real one. What was the first one? The Dayton Dragons, the Monroe Hillcats, and the Dallas Banditos. you got to pick the real one. I'm going to say the Dragons. I messed up. I need to hear them again. The Dayton Dragons, (laughs) the Monroe Hillcats, or the Dallas Banditos? Tick, tock, tick. Uh, I'm going to say the first one. Dayton Dragons. Dayton Dragons. That's both of y'all's answers? Y'all are both correct. The Dayton Dragons are a high. Jackson would have got it wrong. Yeah, Jackson would have got it wrong. (laughs) Jackson would have said Monroe Hillcats. The Dayton Dragons are a high-A affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. I feel like the minor league should sponsor us after this because we've given so much exposure to their teams, to our seven listeners. I know that (laughs) – I knew that the Dallas Banditos weren't real. That was like my one that I could cross off. See, I thought Monroe Hillcats would have been the first one to cross off. It was. That's what – yeah, I mean, that was your answer. Well, I knew that Dallas wouldn't have like – like, Monroe doesn't have a team. They don't have anything. Duck Commander. That's what I decided on too because I was like, Dallas is not going to have a minor league team in Dallas. And then Monroe doesn't. Monroe's not relevant. They don't have things. Okay. <laughs> State divided. They don't have things. Hey, look. If it's above I ten and not Opelousas, it's, it's part di- of South Arkansas. Yeah, it's Diet Arkansas. I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Lindsay tries to tell me that West Monroe is a part of Louisiana. No, I'm like, it's not. no, it's not. Is, is she from there? Yes, that makes sense. She's like, well, I'm also from Vilplat. I'm like, that's not a brag either. <laughs> Vilplat, Vilplat is empty space. Look, I still don't know I've, what it is. I've been it's to Vilplat. There's a restaurant there. It's a road with a restaurant. And that's I've been it. to Vilplat a lot of times in my life. It is the town that time forgot was there. 
I, I mean, only, I only know of one building in the entire city. They have a Walmart <laughs> and a dirt cheap. Don't they have an antique mall? No, no, no. That's Washington. <laughs> Which is on the way to Villeplatte, but that's Washington. Whew. Never mind. Uh, yeah. I don't know where Villeplatte's at. <laughs> All right, Ian. Hit us with some trivia. All right. I kind of picked some easy ones. Um, not going to lie to you, but I think you know, they're still good. There are two rows of lines near the middle of the football field which run parallel to the sideline and are used to show where the ball should be should start each play. What are they called? Yard hashes. markers? Hash, hashes. Yeah, hashes. hashes. The hash marks. Yard markers. <laughs> what was the nickname for the St. Louis Rams' high-powered offense in the early 2000s? Greatest, Greatest show, on, show turf. on turf. Yeah, I've, you've probably had that one before. Oh, well, that was no. the name of the movie. Oh, also true. No, the name of the movie was American Underdog. You're right. Which, I don't know if I ever talked about that movie on here. It was a great movie. Never saw I've it. I've never seen it either. Great movie. Never Watch seen it. it. Are we going to have a movie night? We can. Greatest <laughs> sports movies of all time. Waterboy. Right, I think Happy Gilmore. Yard. For next episode. Talladega Nights. For next episode, you need to come with your three favorite sports movies of all time. Do they have to I be have serious? Them right now. They no, have... they don't have to be serious. I have, okay. I have them right now. What is it? Longest Yard, The Express, and probably American Underdog. I was going to say Miracle. Mine's Air Bud. Okay. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle, you know, the hockey, the 1980s hockey U.S. Olympic team. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. That movie gets me ready to run through a brick wall. Uh, if, I mean, just off the off shooting off the hip here. That's how everybody gets me. Sandlot. I love Sandlot. And then, oh, man. For number three. Oh, Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears and Bench Warmers. Bad News Bears and Bench Warmers are incredible movies. Man, this is a tough you know, one for number on. three. I'm knocking out American Underdog. I'm putting uh, Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. I could say Moneyball. I love Moneyball. Ah, oh, man. Major League, also fantastic. I'm not sure, man. I'd have to think about that third one. Yeah. Oh, maybe Hoosier. I have, a hard time, I have a hard time picking three because yeah. I, I haven't watched enough sports movies, honestly. But if I had to like, pick Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Even Rudy though that was like – I think the players came out and said we never chanted Rudy, but – it's still a good movie. It's cinematic. Yeah. All right. Rudy's one of mine. Based on a true story. R- Rudy's one of mine. Honestly, Happy Gilmore's one of mine. Oh, it's Happy so Gilmore. Funny. It's so funny. I love Happy Gilmore. And then my third one's Talladega Nights because it's too funny. Forgot about Talladega Nights. It's so Nights. funny. And then we can get into movie. the debate if, it, if it's sport, if NASCAR is a sport or an event. If golf is a okay. sport. Golf is if way more physical. If golf is a sport, then NASCAR is a sport. Go- oh, Caddyshack. A fantastic! Mo- oh my! You we still go- got. Go oh watch my. it. All right, trivia, <laughs> trivia, trivia. All right, this question is: the Arizona Cardinals are older than the state of Arizona. True or false? True. 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 They used to be in St. Louis. Yeah. And then this I, one's. Well, they said that I was confused by the wording because it was mean, like the bro. Arizona Cardinals. It should have been the Cardinals. Oh yeah, the Cardinals team. franchise. Yeah. Yeah, 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 franchise. That's what threw me off for a second. This one's picked specifically for Josh. Oh, okay. Thank you. It's my show. Well, you can answer it. <laughs> Our no, no. show. You can, <laughs> you can for sure answer. Okay. What is the name of the dance introduced by the 2020 rookie Justin Jefferson? <laughs> gritty, gritty gang. Correct. I what is the know, name? I want to know how to gritty so of bad. the Philadelphia Flyers Josh, mascot. You can, bro. Gritty. You ever seen Gritty? Is it really uh-uh. the Philadelphia Flyers mascot? Yeah. Oh, he looks like the Philly fanatic, and he just punches people. All right. That is going to do it. How did they get there? I mean, he's insane. Um, 
you guys just dropped all of the trivia cards, didn't you? Ian what? dropped all of the trivia no, cards. No, we didn't. Okay. What are you talking about? Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Bleacher Creatures. Um, as we've mentioned, football season is over, so we get into baseball, boys and gals, the and whatever you identify as. We the, are getting into baseball. The pit which, vipers have come off. Yeah, they have. It's crazy how much brighter this room is. Um, you know, I keep sunglasses on because my future. Gotta block out the haters. No, no, no. It's my future. He doesn't want. It's too bright. My future's too bright. Oh, I was gonna say, you just don't I want cataracts when you're older. The College World Series, baseball-wise, is my favorite time of year besides NFL playoffs. I agree with. I mean, mine for opening weekend of college football or November for college football because that's all the big games. Opening weekend of college football is my favorite too. No, that in November, the month of November football is always the best because that's LSU Alabama yeah. rivalry weekend games. Like that is that's the nitty gritty. Opening weekend is just different though because there's like a buzz just around everything. Oh yeah, feels great. It's amazing. Love it. It's electric, electrifying. There's All just right, something about every day. All having... right, Josh, can you stop interrupting I me? I mean, oops. I guess. <laughs> oops. <laughs> oops. Okay. Oops. You, oops. I mean, you, if you want to keep interjecting, I'm trying to wrap this up. Sorry, man. We're just talking so good today. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. All right. Say what you needed to say before we wrap this up. I was just going to say there's something real nice about having, you know, a sporting event that you're very invested in every day of, like, the week. That's it. You can wrap it up now, Blake. It's fine. All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's episode. I know we have not been that great on getting these episodes out weekly. Uh, just schedules and things coming up. Uh, we will hopefully be back next week as we uh, kind of recap this weekend of college baseball and softball, if there are any games uh, worth note, worth noting. Uh, we thank you so much for listening, and uh, yeah, peace out. Take care, brush your hair. Take care, brush your hair.